Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. One minute after 7 o'clock here on a beautiful Saturday morning. We welcome you live to Lockport Country Club, one of the most beautiful scenes here in golf in western New York. And it's our Tee to Green Golf Show here from 7 to 8 a.m. Thanks for being with us here. I'm Brian Colziel along with Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis. And from Lockport Country Club, PGA Pro Ed Boric with us here as well. As uh, We've got a fine show coming up for you here. Of course, the Masters last weekend. We'll give you our thoughts on that coming up here shortly. Also, the general manager, Roland O'Malley, and the marketing director, Melissa Miller, to join us here from Lockport Country Club in just a little bit. Tell you all the great things going on here at LCC, including some of the great renovations that uh, Kevin and I just saw. We'll tell you about that coming up here in a little bit. We'll get you our Encore Golf and Cobra Puma Golf PGA Look at the Leaderboard, our PGA Tour Champions Tour Report, and uh, all the other things that we need to know. Our Western York PGA Tip of the Week, of course, can't forget that. So uh, lots to get to. Let's not waste any time. Kevin, good morning. I know this is always one of your favorite places to come up. Listen, the, the, the clubs, they're in the trunk, and they're coming out after the show. I'm, I'm playing, so I love this place. I really do. It's, have you, it's, have it's, you cleared that with Eddie? Um, Eddie? I did. I did clear it. With, and more importantly, I cleared it with my boss, my wife. So <laughs> she knows how much. I said, hey, the show's up at Lockport. Uh, don't expect me home uh, you know, till late because uh, you get a chance to play this golf course. Uh, it's a treat, and uh, I love coming up here uh, to play and the opportunities that I get to, and it's it, it perfect day. It is so, so far. So far, Kevin, so far. <laughs> Ed, it might rain later, for, uh, but that's okay. We got rain here. Right. I own it, you know. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for having us here again, Thanks, as always. Brian. It's um awesome start to the year. I mean, we've had uh, pretty strange weather, but it uh, has got us uh, got us in a great position. The golf course is in great shape, and we've had a lot of rounds already this year. Yeah, it looks beautiful. Jeff, great look here from the first tee as we, we sit patio side. Yeah, sun's just coming up over the first hole here with these uh, 270 degrees worth of windows. It's, uh, it's pretty nice. We can't complain. Um, Lockport is a fun, fun golf course to play, and uh, those renovations that they're doing on the side of the building, there, that looks exciting. Yeah, we'll talk to uh, Raul uh, O'Malley about those uh, coming up. Um, we, we've got Ed here. we got to talk about the Masters, Bri, yeah. right, um, the finish last oh. week. It was great for golf to have Sergio win. There are two players that I thought, hey, this would be great for golf. I, I thought Fowler, you know, to be mm-hmm. really put a stamp on being next generation guy, but Sergio, I mean, that just uh, validates the career, doesn't it? Thirty-seven years old, and he picks up his first major. Good for him. Um, Second most tournament majors played without a major win behind Westwood, and uh, he is able to get that done. Seventy. That was the seventy-fourth major. Without uh, winning one. And, and the Masters never seems to provide amazing theater. It's always, year after oh. year, it's just a great show. I don't know what it is, the design of the course, obviously, and the and the strength of the field and, and the way things tend to always shake out there. You know, they make these birdies, and there's always a bogey in there. Somebody's always bogey in 16 and 17. And then there's a pl- there's always something going on that makes that uh, just a, a great finish. Happy for Sergio. I thought uh, I thought he won it. You know, I didn't think he uh, I didn't think it was lost. I think Sergio won it, and it was a 
he he played there. When he hit that in the woods, uh, left a 13, I thought it was over. I was pretty much uh, writing him off for the day and uh, way to grind and fight and just keep coming back. And uh, very, very happy for him. Fun to see. Yeah, that was un-Sergio-like to come back. Yeah, and that was kind of um, what the drama was. The the drama was that that he was losing. He was in control, losing control. And then he came back and won it, which, like like Jeffrey said, it it, uh, it that the, I, you know, Justin Rose was playing great, and and I don't think he per se choked coming home, but no. Sergio came back and won the tournament, and 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 just the feeling of everybody in the crowd, and like, like Jeff said, I mean, can you get more theater every year? It gets better and better and better. I mean, the Masters does not disappoint. It's really the official start of golf in Western New York. We, you know, you can have great weather, and we had great weather after our snowstorm here in Lockport, and um, we still didn't have many people playing golf because they said Master starts at three. We got to be in front of the TV. <laughs> right. yeah. I mean, and then with the names on there, the only disappointment for me on my side was, you know, there was no U.S. But if if you had to have it, like you said, everybody was in favor of Sergio being that that sentimental guy yes and i'm proud of our game because watch how rose comported himself after the round you know just like a complete gentleman after the most heartbreaking loss probably in his career and uh you know those are the kind of things we like to model for our kids and you know i hope kids are watching and seeing uh seeing a guy handle handle a tough loss with that much grace is great the interaction between those two families. even while they were playing right I thought. The families that's right, right. After, the families yes. afterward yes. behind the green the wife and the mother coming justin's wife and mother coming up to sergio sergio going to them i mean they're good friends yeah i i mean i know they have played together quite a bit in the Ryder cup together so they had that relationship going already that might have helped um ultimately too i think maybe would have would have what had what did help Sergio is that essentially once it got to about the 14th 15th hole it turned into match play at that point because the rest of the field had fallen back it was at least a three shot gap from everybody for the for the remaining four or five holes that's a format Garcia is very comfortable in we know of course he's done very well in that format so I thought you know okay he knows it's just him versus Rose I don't got to worry about anything else and uh, I thought he handled it pretty well. Well, think about those final three. So Sergio makes eagle at 15. Hits the pin. Hits the <laughs> stick, right, and, and makes eagle. He, you know, put him right back there. Let's not kid. That doesn't happen. Uh, he, he doesn't yep. win. Uh, but the final three holes, they both hit, you know, threw darts in there at 16. I mean, I... Um, th- those shots are so good. I don't know if people appreciate how <laughs> how good those shots were. And the so you know, uh, Rose makes birdie. Difference of the angle, the putt right uphill, right to left for a righty, or downhill slider left to right. That's what Sergio had, and, and just missed the putt. And then Rose, hey, you miss a green at Augusta, you, you got to count on bogey, and that's what happened to him at 17. But their shots, they hit into 18, 18. under the pressure. Right? I mean, the approach shots uh, were just fantastic. Rose hit. A great putt. I thought he made did, it when he hit it. Yeah, I he did, did too. too. Yeah. yeah, and just it didn't. didn't I think go he for thought him. he made it too. Yes, yeah. and you knew Sergio did not make it the moment he hit his putt. And well, true. And it wasn't it. It was five, six, seven years ago. I think it was at the Masters where Sergio was saying, "Hey, I don't think I'll ever win a major." His confidence was so low. Yeah. He was saying, "You know, maybe I'm just not that type of player who can win a major." And here we are. You know, that, you know it's still amazing to me. You pick up a player of that quality picks up his first major. 37. He was 19 years old when we were watching him at the PGA Championship run around. So well, I think the other part that was really cool about it is, at least from a golfer standpoint, is you look at, at Justin Rose is a, a perfect sweet swinger of the club, and then you got you got the grinder, you got the you know get, you got the the lag guy who's you know scraping it around. He's kind of compared to Seve. He's and and you had that battle of perfect versus non-perfect. 
and um, swing-wise and career-wise, I mean, you know, Sergio has been struggling. I mean, he's won a lot of tournaments, obviously. But if you have to putt, well, I mean, right? Is there a tougher golf course to putt? Than Augusta National and Sergio's the knock on him has been the, all those putts he's missed over the years. Uh, you think about the lip out at the Open and just how he's putted himself out of other majors, and yet he wins the major that's perhaps the most difficult place to putt in the world, and he wins his major there, and he gets to go back forever now. And who would have picked him the week before? He was showing he showed no form going in. He, he was, wasn't hot, and he played know. well in match play. He made it to uh, sixteen. And then he had to play John Rahm and got dusted by Rahm. A lot Rahm. of people did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a lot of people did to Rahm that week. Yeah. Uh, but it was, you know, in demeanor in, in his body language, you wondered what Sergio. I, I think it's great. You know, the thing I was wondering after he won, does it have the same feel as Darren uh, Clark when he won the Open, or is this different because Sergio's a little younger? Well, I think from, the, from our perspective, I think from uh, the USA side of things, it's different in the fact that Sergio, I think, is – much more of a uh, a well-known player and much more of a player that people have an opinion on. I think for a long time, and, and there's still people listening right now and people that were not rooting for Sergio in any way, they still remember him as he's one of the guys that always gave, gave it to the United States in the Ryder Cup and still does. And I think that people still are soured on rooting for him. You know, there's definitely golf fans all the time that, oh, if it's, as you said, Ed, it's, there's no U.S. He's not from USA. I'm going to root for Fowler. I'm going to root for Spieth mm-hmm. or even for Kuchar to come up there. So there's probably still a little bit of that. I think he's gotten more likable as the years have gone on. And if you watched his interview in Butler Cabin afterwards or even some of the other post-game round interviews that he's had, I mean, he couldn't have handled himself any better in terms of what he said, how he, you know, even just in some way how he made himself, he humanized himself in the sense of saying, look, at this is why I think maybe why I haven't gotten it done in the past and I've put in too much pressure on myself and I've asked, you know, maybe some two other things. So he, I think in that sense, by making himself not opening himself up a little in some ways, uh, you know, even going after himself a little. I think Everybody from more Buffalo likeable. should have loved that victory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just saying, you know, the lovable loser. Yes, yeah. 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 Well, I think the, you mentioned the week before too. I, I was talking to a few people the last few days about this. How about the week before, um, Houston and Russell Henley? Uh, the, the same thing. I, somebody's got a huge lead on him, and Russell Henley. They come out in the fourth round and they say, Russell Henley's making a run again. He's he's a one-one event. They're trying to get into the Masters, and they say he's made forty-one of 41 seven-footers and in. 41 out of 41 seven-footers and in. I mean, that's crazy. That's Tiger-esque when he, in his prime. And then Russell Henley turns around, and he's on the leaderboard the first round. He's on the leaderboard. I think he finished in the top 20 or around 20th place on a guy who never played at Augusta. How, how how important is putting, uh, Kevin? It's it's a well, it's <laughs> a drive, drive for show, putt for dough, right? I well, mean, it's the old saying. Well, in thirteen is where you see because Sergio gets up and down, makes fo- uh, makes his par after hitting it in the junk, and Justin doesn't get up and down from behind there, misses the four footer, and to me that's where the event, you know, if if it goes the other way there, that event is over. I don't think obviously it's over. Sure, but, right? Um, yeah, I agree. And that that was the turning point, and then all of a sudden you get a burst of energy and moment. Hey, I'm still in this. I can, you know, it. And uh, and then he birdie fourteen, eagle fifteen. So. Six, 16 could have been a turnaround, though. 16 with the, the the switch after Sergio's got the crowd behind him. They're going crazy. If you've ever been to 16, it's like you know walking into the you know into Rome with the Lions. I mean, there you got people all over the place, and he they, he tucks it in. Justin tucks it in, but Justin makes it. 
and Sergio missed that. I mean, that that could have been a bad part for Jay, but for um, Sergio. The two shots into 16 were amazing how they answered each other. And then again on 18 in regulation before it went to the playoff, how they, again, like, I mean, Rose hits one and you're thinking, holy cow, he's going to win it here. And then Sergio gets inside of him too and just how they both use the contour rose gets the bounce off the the side of the green where the bunker is garcia throws it past the pin it comes back down i mean we've seen shots like that all week i think that's just that's just one of those other intricacies of augusta national too that everybody just loves here how these pros know where to hit it where to miss it and how to listen they're not fools at Augusta either in terms of where they put these pin placements. They're, yeah. lo- they're looking to make excitement where they put it. Well, well and, and misses can end up good sometimes, too. You may be a little bit offline, and those contours will take that ball. There's a couple bowl pin placements there that make it, like you said, fun. You know, yeah. they're, they're trying to have make birdies. They make golf entertaining there. But um, we also had a miss on the tee shot on 18, which gets, the playoff? Uh, which gets underplayed, where he literally hit it dead right on 18, and it yeah. came squirting back out it did. to at least give him a shot. Which shocked a lot of people how he, he laid up or chipped out. and You're talking and, about the playoffs. Yeah, the playoffs. Yeah. And, and I'm glad that yeah. Sergio ended up making that putt because you'd rather, yes. yeah, you'd yes. hate to see him win with a, a little dinky two putt par. Yeah, there. he made and, birdie. You know, he yeah, won he it. He made yeah. birdie and won. Absolutely. 7.13, the time here on Tita Green. We're live at, live at Lockport Country Club. Beautiful setting here. The sun coming up as we overlook the, uh, the first tee. Beautiful day. I know there's a little rain expected, but Kevin, later, I, later. it's not going to throw you Watch off the right round. That's right. Brian Colesville, Kevin Sylvester, <laughs> and uh, our PGA pros pair here today, Jeff Metis and Ed Borick. Ed is, of course, here from Lockport and uh, has been a fine pro for how many years now, Ed? Uh, tw- this is twenty start of 27. 27. And the earliest start either. Um, global warming's kicking in. Last, mm-hmm. last year was our, when you were here, it was our earliest opening ever. By probably like 15 days this year, we beat it by 19 days again. Wow. We were February? Full, fully open on February 20th. Carts, greens, cut, pins in. It's crazy. Wow. Crazy wow. in Buffalo, New York. That is amazing. And to go back to the Masters, and my first trip to the Masters was with Mr. Borg yeah. here. Yes. Yeah, on a, on a snowy day. We made a, an the, impromptu decision it was to go on Sunday afternoon to say, have you ever gone to the Masters? No, I haven't either. Let's go. Yep. And we woke up Monday morning and drove all night and went to the Masters. What year was – What? Uh, who won it that year, do you remember? Uh, Phil? We're pretty old. That was um, Phil, 2004 maybe? <laughs> that was a long time. That was Mickelson's first one. I think it was Mickelson's yeah. first one. Yeah. yeah. Well, some of it's foggy. A lot of tails. A lot of tails <laughs> when you go to Augusta. Well, it's one of the, one of the great – things Augusta National does for PGA members, right? Oh, uh, yeah. The practice rounds, you're, you're allowed on the grounds. Uh, it's tournament rounds. Uh, oh, the whole week. Yeah, the we're allowed week. anytime. It's a, it's a wonderful fantastic. privilege. Wonderful privilege. It's, um, it, it's such a place to go to once. I mean, it's I know I had an aunt in Rochester who kept calling me, telling me, I got in the lottery, I won tickets. It was Wednesday. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't believe it. She mm. she had the rain out day. So out of oh, all those years, this week, uh-huh. this that week. I mean, yeah. out of all the years to go, all the years to get tickets, she had Wednesday, and they threw everybody off the course by one o'clock. Mm. But that's that's life. That's life. that's life, life. Right, right? Right? Yeah, it it's golf. That's also that's golf. golf. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's golf too. <laughs> I was disappointed in Jordan Spieth. I was going to say let's let's Final mention the, the two Americans that were supposed to have a chance here: Fowler and Spieth. Go ahead. What's your I, thoughts I was, on Jordan? I was disappointed. I yeah. thought those two might feed off each other, uh, and, and and Spieth. I know what a pairing, right? Yeah, it was yeah. a great pairing, uh, penultimate group, and you know, Spieth really felt he had a shot going in. I, I, you know, I love his attitude. I figured, all right, he was going to go after it, and it just it went sideways on him again. 
Yeah, and once it, once you get to a certain point, so far enough back, you know, he was fighting, 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 and it just nothing would drop for him. And once you get to a certain point, far enough back, it's got to just take the energy out of you. He started with that uh, that quad the first day, and and managed to get back into contention just by great play. And and I think he just ran out of gas at some point there, and things didn't work out. But uh, but once again, Masters brings us great entertainment. You know, all these guys are going to rise to the top, and now we get to see Sergio's dinner next year, which uh, should be very interesting. That's right. Well, I think with Jordan, the other thing that you could see after the third round was the confidence that he was exuding. I mean, it, you know, that that's a lesson in golf in itself. It, you don't have to be perfect. If you're confident, things seem to happen when you're confident. And he gets that strut. Oh, my gosh, and, yeah. he, was, and he had it, and he was, he was kind of showing it. That's why I think the ratings on – Sunday were probably some of the best ever because you had that Fowler's been playing great, Spieth's been, you know, now he's showing he's coming back. What a story that would be if he came back and won the Masters. Um, and then you had the guys that were really playing good the whole week, you know, Sergio and Justin and and those guys. So it was just amazing. It just gets better and better every year. How about Thomas Peters, by the way? Oh, Speaking yeah. of guys who came on again at the end, I mean. Roller coaster. The, right. It was a roller coaster for him, but that kid's got game, and we're going to hear a, a lot from, uh, we from saw him, him in the years to come. We saw him withstand the pressure of the Ryder Cup. The captain's pick, he validated that playing so well, and yeah, See, we're, we're definitely going to be hearing if from If Dustin him. Johnson didn't get hurt, I, I still feel there's a different outcome. I, I you think I, he would have been there. I yeah. think he would have been in the mix there, and I, I, I think it would have mattered. I think it it worked out perfectly for Sergio. Um, in hey, all right, the best player in the world. Uh, he's he's going to return for the Wells Fargo, so still a few weeks uh, away, about a month away for uh, Dustin Johnson, and it just. I, I you know a freak thing, a weird thing he tried to play, but he was. I mean, the guy was just on fire, and. Uh, Drives the ball so far. His short game was great. I mean, he's controlling his wedge play. His lag putting was fantastic at match play, you know, when I saw him there. And I just think it would have been different. And not only that, Sergio's in a final group with a friend in Justin Rose and just the sportsmanship he had there. I just it all it played for him, and that's how the well, that's, that's how, how things break, right? Yeah, you know, you, you got to yep. get breaks go your way. It was TV moment too. I mean, if you think about it, every day, it starts at three o'clock, and everybody that's all you hear people complain. I can't believe they don't have t- the Masters on before three o'clock. Well, ESPN and Golf Channel and everybody was doing all those shows from the practice tee. DJ was perfect on the practice tee. There was drama going back and forth. Oh, yeah. They One second it. they thought that he was playing. The next second he wasn't playing. They were looking at this. Who's this person behind him? What are they talking about? It was awesome on the practice tee trying to see him get ready for this event. It, it, would, it reminded me a little of the coverage that Tiger would get off the course. Oh, absolutely. In the, in the sense that he's doing something and it's not on the golf course in a competition, yet it was the story, and there's camera shots of his trainer and a camera shots of his agent, and all that sort of stuff was going on. I mean, that, I mean, it's it's never going to be like Tiger, but it was. It reminded me of of similar events like that where we've covered Tiger. Oh, hey, he's arrived at the course. Is he going to play? Is he not? Like we've yeah. had those before, and that that kind of filled it out that way. Seven nineteen here on Tee to Green. We're live at Lockport Country Club. Beautiful sunrise here as uh, we get going. It's two weeks he returns. I just, uh, two weeks. Well, first uh, week this week's May. the RBC Heritage, yeah. right? Yeah. Then um, well. RBCs this weekend, yeah. Valero, Texas Open, then the, the team event, Zurich Classics, now a team event uh, in New Orleans last week of April. Then they go to Wells Fargo, which is in Wilmington. It's not in Charlotte this year right. because Charlotte has the PGA, PGA Championship. Then the players. So Dustin is going to return the week before the players' championship. That makes sense. All right, let's get our uh, Western New York PGA tip of the week while we have Ed with us here. It's brought to you by the Western New York PGA, growing a giving game. And, Jeff, I know 
when uh, you and I have been hitting gall- balls lately, you keep telling me to envision Ricky Fowler's swing. So mm-hmm. let's talk about that. We mentioned Fowler. Tell me uh, just some of the things you like about it. Ed, chime in as well here, too. Um, emulating the pros, that's one thing that uh, you always say to do. Watch TV, see what they do, even in between shots, their routines. Uh, I think it's a great tip. So that was one guy I know I was focusing on, even was DVRing it, pausing it, watching it in slow motion. What are some of the things you really like about his swing? Well, you know, I like his, I like his first three feet. I like the way he takes the club away, and that's why I wanted you to emulate his takeaway. You yeah. see a lot of a, a lot of poor play, not poor play, but a lot of players will get that club, what we call behind them, where the club head will get behind the seam of their pants, or halfway back the club will be pointed behind them, as a, as opposed to going up on plane. Um, and he does it beautifully. It, you don't, you see very few good players get the club behind them on their backswing. They keep it out, that club head out in front of their body. Um, I do like the idea of emulating a good player swing, especially for kids. You know, I grew up watching Tom Watson. Um, and getting Tom Watson's book, and that's how I learned to swing the club. But Ricky Fowler and these guys, um, the instruction's better now, and the players come out. There's there's fewer unique swings on tour. You know, Dustin Johnson's a, a case like that. But I do like, if you have a body type that's similar to yours that's on tour, you know, if you look like Beef Johnson, yeah, maybe you want to em- emulate Beef Johnson. Not uh, the beard, though. Not the beard. <laughs> <laughs> not that you're built like Ricky, but, you know, there are good things. Right. And, and sometimes when you tell someone, you know, if you can teach someone to look at good players' swings and notice the similarities between all good players' swings, then you then you start to find patterns of things that make good players. I think the evolution of the game is 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 coming to um, a lot of those type of players, the younger player swings too. Um, if you remember, Tom Watson and many other people had that waggle. Mm-hmm. They had a little waggle. Everybody had a little idiosyncrasy that they had the waggle. I, I I know a lot of the newer players, and Ricky was doing it all the time. Where he's watching, you know, he's feeling the club where it's going back, mm-hmm. making sure it's not getting behind yeah, him. Yeah, he does that. Yeah, he does pivot that little, to start. Yeah. Now, now you go out on a driving range or a golf course, you'll see at least three or four people every day doing that. Mm-hmm. They're emulating Ricky doing that now because he's playing so well and other things, and they can relate to him. Where we're relating to. And I thought this, we bring back to the Masters again. You look at the people at the Masters doing commentary. Who are they? Colin Montgomery, David Duvall, Curtis Strange. You want to talk about weird swings? I just named three of them. Oh, yeah. I mean, really. And and that goes back to it where everybody's a better swinger of the club based on their instruction. Well, we know more. They work, yeah. We know more about mm-hmm. how what's what works effectively in the golf swing. And to get back to that point, you know, if you're swinging the club back, when the club is parallel to the ground, it should be parallel to your toes or slightly with the butt end pointed towards your stomach a little bit more as opposed to if your butt end of your club when you're parallel to the ground is pointing out to the right for a right-handed golfer, that's getting the club behind you. Then there's then there's a lot of, a lot of other reaction. That, yeah, you need to – for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So at that point, you've got to compensate. And right. you hear announcers say, oh, he tried to save it. Yes. Yeah. Well, and those <laughs> players I just mentioned that are announcing all had their unique ways to save it, but right, right. they weren't consistent in the long run like a like a Ricky Fowler will be or, or, or somebody right. like that. Day to day. Yeah, day to day. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to be a poor player. I mean, there's a lot of uh, outlier swings that end up being really, really good players. You have to trust what you do and, and know what you do and, and find a way to play with that. So you don't have to swing perfect to be a very, very good player. You have to trust what you do and know your swing to be a good player. And Butch is, you know, Butch is Butch is helping him a lot understand that part of it, which I don't think he did before. I think Butch is the best coach, hands down, in the he, in the he, game. He says, you know, 
the Harmon family. I mean, we had a lot of exposure with with Craig. I mean, mm-hmm. and the the words they use and how little words they use to influence a player, especially a good player right. like a Ricky Fowler, doesn't need a, a swing change, but they're giving him a little bit to do, and that's why his little idiosyncrasy in the beginning is is I think a real key for him. Yeah. All right, how about uh, we'll do a double tip here, Ed. How about for our Lockport members that are listening this morning that are going to play this weekend or some playing here for the first time, what's, what's the tip to playing Lockport Country Club well? I think everybody around this area looks at, at, at the hilly golf courses and thinks right away that it's about, about um, playing the hillsides. And at Augusta, you're watching it too. And I, I don't know, I, I wouldn't think that, do you think Augusta, how many real hilly shots did they have? You don't. I don't think you have as many side hills yeah. as you do uphills and downhills. Yes, and and that's you know you're launching the ball a little different. And uh, I think a lot of uh, amateurs struggle on the uphill shots a lot because they don't keep working through. They kind of hang on that back foot and try to flick it up the hill. Well, and I think the the, the part that we that I try to influence more than anything, and you heard it on, on the uh, Masters broadcast, is balance. You look at how perfect Justin Rose's balance is. You look at how bad some of the great players' balance was in the last few years and how much better it is. Even, you know, like a Ricky Fowler or a Sergio Garcia, their balance in their younger years was a little questionable at times. But don't you think when your mechanics are better, your balance is oh, better? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because I know people that exit very vertical. They're, they're going to be out of balance. The yeah. club's just pulling them out of balance. Yep. So um, and, and balance is such a key. If, if somebody's striving, and, and we... we for years have used the same thing we're trying to get to a golfer's pose our junior clinics get to a golfer's pose imagine justin rose standing there like a statue at the end you know you know how kids are kids see and they react they don't know how they even get there but they see that end result you know i grew up caddying we'd watch our good players and you'd watch where they got at their finish and you just copied them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and then there's a draw finish, and there's a fade finish, and there's a bunt finish, and there, you know, so there's different finishes for different shots. And if you can get into those positions in balance, you got a much better chance at. And I'll never shots. forget our. You, you'll know him. I think you worked for him uh, many years ago, um, John Calabria. Mm-hmm. I didn't work for him. I know of him. Though, John yes. Calabria used to always talk about feeling the face and feeling feeling the club head. You want to, you know, you want to hit a fade. You know, I'm going to get that heel going to the ball first. What heel to the ball first? You know, I want. I'm, I'm going to hit a, a hook, a little hook. The toe's going to get to the ball first. Can you imagine kids thinking about that now? Well, the equipment's different. The ball's different, yeah, exactly. and uh, and some of that has changed because of that. Before we let you go, Ed, uh, I know Rollin and Melissa are going to come up and uh, and speak a little bit about some of the great things here at Lockport. But how about just from the golf side of things for those that. Uh, are thinking about maybe joining somewhere, interest in, uh, they've heard great things about Lockport. How about just the golf side of things? Well, we were talking earlier, Jeff and I were talking about accessibility, Jeff at Park and their, you know, the availability, accessibility. Here here it's great to come out um, and, and, and show up. We have cars pulling in a lot right now where, where the guys are pulling in, they're stepping up on the first tee, they're getting a game. You don't necessarily always have to have a game before you show up. We had a very busy day yesterday, almost 75 players, and... Um, it's just nice to come to a, a private country club, play golf, pick up, have a cup of coffee with your friends, and say, you know, I haven't played with you in a little while. Here, let's go out and play. That's what our country club's about. Our country club's about coming and being comfortable. Um, we're not a super busy golf course, so it's great. You can get out and play when you want to. You can bring your kids out. Um, we have a policy now where we're letting more grandparents and parents bringing their little kids out sit on the cart. Maybe take a ride, maybe hit a few putts, um, getting us going in the right direction because we need to rejuvenate the families back here again, and Lockport's a family town. Absolutely. 
Ed, thanks again for having us here. We You're love welcome. coming out. Welcome here. Ed Borak, PGA Kevin, Pro we'll here you. at Lockport. Kevin, we'll on the cart. You got it, buddy. <laughs> Kevin, you still ready. got a half hour. I'm actually going to gonna, Oh, we do. Okay. Can't, I like, can't I'm ready to go off. now. Yeah, yeah the, you're stretching a little early. Is there, right. is there, <laughs> I don't stretch. Uh, there's a, I mean, is there I've a better look yes. down a first, uh, you know, first fairway than this? I mean, it's beautiful. It's it beautiful. been in great shape. I mean, what a blessing in this. We talk about the weather going up and out. What a blessing this year's been with. We had 350 rounds in February. Wow. That's amazing. That's just mind-boggling. Time out from beautiful Lockport Country Club. More when we return after this on T to Green on WGR. Seven thirty-five. Welcome back to Lockport Town and Country Club. Beautiful scene here as we are inside the clubhouse doing nothing, nothing better than DMX to get you pumped up for a round of golf. That was per your request. Yeah, that way she's that. piped into the clubhouse. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. right. <laughs> No, that's 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 Raul's entrance music here yeah. as we bring him in. As that's you go right. to the first tee with your cape. That's right. Yes. <laughs> Rollin O'Malley, the general manager, Melissa Miller, the marketing director here at Lockport Town and Country Club, as they are on this segment here, just to give you a little bit more about uh, Lockport Town and Country Club. If you've heard great things, well, they're correct. It's wonderful to be here. Raul, thanks again for having us back. Uh, we, Kevin and I, I know you, you showed us the uh, renovations going on out in the patio area before just – tremendous i mean you guys have to be so excited about how this is looking um overly excited really to tell you the truth it's been uh as you've been coming here for many many years every year you come i've always excited about the next thing where we started with the golf course and then we moved into this 105 year old clubhouse and we started from one room and worked our way as you see now into the final stages with an addition we put on the uh keenan room and a um a deck off of there and then we're redoing our patio because as uh, we all know, outdoor venues have really gotten very popular, and we needed to increase the size of our clubhouse and also um, you know, increase the patio for bigger weddings, bigger functions that we've been asked to do. And uh, we want to have the room mostly for our members, but to also be able to take care of their children's weddings too. You're going to have a, a big problem on your hand. Which... Um, seating area do people want to be in because there's going to be so many great choices here you know th- this room that we're in now the front grill room uh, with the windows overlooking the golf course or as you mentioned the keening room back there with the new uh, the bar you put back in the the addition patio there the patio down below I mean so many great options you know I, I think we are going to find that we're going to move um, a lot of the the, the the membership usage will probably start to go you've got everybody loves this outdoor so they're going to be able to look out over 18 and you know, heckle, and you could do this. <laughs> Encourage, you know, encouraging. Class. We're going to create another restaurant on the patio underneath that addition that we're putting it out there. So I think when they get finished playing golf, we'll have the TV sets and a full bar. I think they'll gravitate, you know, to the west end of this building a lot more because you're going to have more visual of the golf course. Melissa Miller is the marketing director here at Lockport Town and Country Club. Melissa, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having us. Uh, how about just your perspective on all these renovations that are going on? I I'm so excited about them. Um, I have members calling me sometimes daily asking for progress. Where are we at with this? How is it looking? And I've been trying to take pictures, send them out. We're all so excited about it. And I definitely agree that I think the member usage is going to kind of trickle outside. Now we have a lot of members that come. They want to be here in the grill room so that they can look out. Now they'll actually be able to be outside and seeing everything and being, you know, in the excitement. I think, too, I mean, you mentioned it before, but that outside scene, the patio, 
I mean, people in Western New York, they go through their winters. That exactly. when it's when it's nice out, they yes. want to be outside. So to have that opportunity, and I know, and the the different layers that you're even going to have out there is mm-hmm. is so great. I think given so many options. Oh, absolutely! We're so excited about it, and so is our membership. You know, Raul, I want to ask you. Um, you know, having Ed here, it's his 27th year here. Um, and I, I think you're along the same line, or no? I'm not as old as Eddie, so I'm gonna. Well, I know that, but <laughs> as far as being here, no. But just talking about the consi- 22 years I've been here, the consistency of the staff, I think that says something uh, about it. I know the members probably appreciate that too. Um, the familiar, being familiar with everybody, and you, and and surprisingly, I'm gonna tell you a quick story, and don't let the Irish get out of me, because they're never a quick story. But I'm doing a retirement party for a young man who I thought was young, today from the military for 21 years. And his parents held an event here for him when he went away. Mm-hmm. And I was here. I ran that event. And that's like, I looked at him yesterday. I said, am I really that old? But he said, you know, I can remember leaving, going away, and you being here and, and shaking my hand and saying, so it's that. You watch all their families grow. You know, the, I, I'm doing weddings now for kids I used to hold when they were real you know when they were born it's so it's that i think the members like that they're familiar they know you're going to take care of them. they call me up they want to have a function or they're going to do something for their family it's like you take care of this there's no question about what we're going to eat what they're going to have just make sure it's taken care of so it's it's a convenience and when you you've been are, around a club for a while you guys are just a integral part of the community it seems like you're woven into the fabric here of a of lockport we 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 have i, I you know over the years you, all clubs as, as all of you know, all clubs have changed in their 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 um, the way they handle it in the club business. And one of the things that happened to me, um, there was an event here, I think, at a wedding or something. We had opened up and did a wedding for some people, and a woman came in. And you're talking about the community. She lived here her entire life. She was 76, 77 years old. She came right to me. She knew my family because, as you guys know, I grew up in Lockport, and. Um, she said, all my life I wanted to come into this club and never was able, and I made it. And now we have more and more and more of that. Where We have, and we've advertised ourselves as being a big part of the community of Lockport. We've built memberships to get people to utilize this with pool memberships. Just You can join our pool for the for the summer you can just come in and join the pool eat so it's 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 a way to get our community to utilize this beautiful beautiful place that we have here and melissa how about just a, a follow-up on that just beyond we, we talked to Ed a lot about the golf course and the, mm-hmm. and the renovations but um other things even beyond that that might be attractive i already mentioned about um bringing grandkids out or, or kids out that uh, you're trying to create that family experience there how about just other things beyond just the golf course that uh, would be attractive we have definitely tried to gear even more events towards families we are trying to you know really bring the families together here we have our easter brunch coming up and i have a lot of members who are they bring their whole family out we have you know parties of 15 20 25 30 so they're bringing their whole family to the country club for easter and it's it's just great to be able to be a part of these families special days whether it be a holiday whether it be you know their wedding Um, but we are trying to do more and more social events that are not just geared towards the older members but so that they can bring their kids so that they can bring their grandchildren Um, so that's something that we have things that have been going on for years and years like the easter but we also i'm trying to work on some events you know newer and 
to bring in the more families. Jeff, I think, too, the, the Western York PGA has obviously been on board and uh, done this in terms of just families and children, whether it's grandparents at 85 or kids at age 5, like trying to get everybody involved. And I, I think you're seeing that. We're seeing it here at Lockport Town and Country Club, but we're seeing that across Western New York and the Western New York PGA of just trying to look at golf in terms of the commitment with people saying, well, it, it's, a, it's a time commitment, it's a time commitment. But part of it is I think people want to be with their families more, but I think this is a, a kind of a, a perfect way to get both in at the same time. Right, and isn't that isn't that what you want? Is you, we, we all love the game of golf. That's why we got into it. And you want your kids to feel that same love of what it, how nice it is to take a walk with your kids on a, on a beautiful morning like this, around a golf course, have a chat, spend some time. Um, that's the kind of the, the thing of we love about golf. As we said, how we were so proud of how Justin Rose comported himself after the – that's when you teach your kids those kind of things. Out on the golf course, they have failures. They have successes. They have friends. They have family. They have a place to go. What better place to dump your kids for a day? When I was a kid, that's how we stayed out of trouble. Yeah, you went to the golf course all day and played golf. And, and what a great, what a better place to have your kids uh, spend their days than at a golf course. I know the West New York PGA Junior Tour is going to be here May 21st, too. Uh, and that's one of the other things you have your community events, uh, whether uh, they're kids in the Junior Tour playing golf or a lot of charity events, uh, the golf tournaments that come here. We do um, – it- from soup to nuts when it comes to tournaments and and i think a lot of clubs could do that now and a lot of it are local charities just trying to do the right thing whether it's cancer or 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 or, or, um just trying to help out schools or help out families that need in need so that that's a key we do a lot of those on mondays and we try to make these events fun you know and then have something at the end of it so they can donate money to make you know make the whole community better you know, or if, you get invited to one, by, if you get invited one out there, golfers, to come play one at Lockport, do it. If you've never played here, do it. Yes, it's, absolutely. Uh, you'll, be, you'll be blown away by the golf course. You really will. Melissa, if uh, someone listening wants to contact you or information, where, where, can they, uh, where can they go? They can call me, 433-5969, extension 101. They can email me. That's melissa at lockportcc.com. Um, reach out to me on Facebook, on Twitter. I am always available, whether whether I'm actually physically here or whether, you know, I'm connected by my phone as we all are these days. So, any of those, any of those ways, they can reach out. They can even just stop in, and we'll, you know, show them around. Excellent, Melissa Raul. Thanks again for having us here. Appreciate it. Thank you. Beautiful day here at Lockport Town and Country Club. We'll be back with more here on Tea to Green live from Lockport Town and Country Club on WGR. All right, time for our Encore Golf. Cobra Puma, check of the PGA Tour leaderboard. Graham Dillette, Luke Donald, tied for the lead, entering the weekend at the RBC Heritage in beautiful Hilton Head, South Carolina. Ian Poulter, Webb Simpson, two shots back at minus eight. Biggest names include a large group at minus seven, Jason Duffner and Arnold Palmer's grandson, Sam Saunders, all minus seven. And uh, let's see here. Brent Snedeker, five off the lead, minus five. Keimer also minus five. As uh, There's your look at the RBC Heritage. As we take a look at the PGA Champions Tour, they are at the Mitsubishi Electric Classic in Duluth, Georgia. Bob Tway, a one-shot lead over David Frost. Tway is at minus seven through one round. Again, a three-round event this weekend on the PGA Tour Champions event. So Tway minus seven, Frost minus six, Larry Mize, Stephen Ames 
are two off the lead at minus five. Our PGA Tour Champions Report is brought to you by Absolute Care and Orchard Brook Affordable Adult Assisted Living. So we are back here on TD Green which is presented by the Western New York PGA Woods to Wedges, Michelob Ultra Custom Turf, and our home clubs Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood will be at Fox Valley next Saturday from 7 to 8. But we are live here at Ta- Lockport Town and Country Club. Hey, I'm very excited to welcome uh, a guest here on the show. You've heard me talk about golf away tours and putting together a trip of a lifetime. And joining us now is TJ Rule from Golf Away Tours. But he's not just from there. He's in Scotland right now on a trip. TJ, good morning. Or I should say good afternoon. Yeah, how are you? How are you, Kevin, Brian? How are you guys doing? We're great. Not too bad of a delay from uh, from over the pond there. That sounds pretty good there. Uh, yeah, we're, we're really excited uh, to be talking about Golf Away Tours this year. Just uh, give us a little background. Some people might be hearing about it for the first time. What are you all about? Well, we just uh, we set up uh, custom golf tours all over the world, and obviously we uh, sent a lot of people over to Ireland and Scotland, uh, the two sort of most popular destinations that we uh, send people for good reason. Um, you know, everybody wants to go to uh, to play the traditional Lynx golf courses, and uh, and I can understand that. It's my favorite uh, favorite style of golf, but. Yeah, we send people all over the world, and we uh, we set up the trip with you know all the golf and, and hotel and transportation, and uh, just set it up so that uh, people don't have to think about it and worry about it, and uh, and they, they know they're getting the best trip possible. What, what, what's hotter right now, uh, Ireland or Scotland? I don't mean weather-wise, but as far as people wanting to go, uh, which place? And, and I'll just say this: I, I went to Ireland uh, on a trip with you uh, last fall. It was just, it was unbelievable. It was just a great time. The golf was fantastic. Um, but I know there's, as you mentioned, people always want to go to the home of golf, right? Scotland, and then there's that allure of Ireland. Which one's hotter? Well, you know, when you say hotter, as you said, you're not talking about the weather because that's they're not, it's not really synonymous with uh, Ireland and Scotland, of course. But uh, uh, in terms of the the hottest destination, I'd say you know traditionally they're pretty even. I've I've sent a few more people to Ireland the last few years than Scotland, but this year it seems to to have switched a little bit. And I think a lot of that has to do with uh, with the Brexit vote in in the UK and and how that hit the pound. And right now, the American dollar to the pound is about as good as it's been in in a number of years. And so. It's a lot cheaper to travel over here to uh, to the UK. Um, you know, Northern Ireland also has the pound, so Northern Ireland's a bit cheaper as well. But for that reason, I think Scotland's a little bit hotter this year. You know, people always ask me, which one would you rather go to? And I love both, obviously. I, and, uh, you know, we had a great trip to Ireland. It's, it's one of my favorite destinations. But Scotland, if you haven't been over here to either before and you're a big golfer, you owe it to yourself to come to St. Andrews. It's the home of golf. It's... Uh, you know, the old course is really no experience like it standing on that first tee with a bunch of people around watching and uh, trying to hit that 130-yard wide fairway um, and not embarrass yourself. It's, uh, it, it's a pretty cool experience, and uh, if you haven't done it before, I think that's where you'd start. Um, and then, you know, hopefully uh, have more trips in the future and, and include Ireland in those. How far in advance do you need to... Um, you know, book it or put a deposit. You know, maybe it's a time to put the deposit down and pay for it now with the the way the dollar is uh, you know, to the pound right now. But how far in advance, TJ, should they contact you to say, say hey, I, I want to bring a group over to Scotland play the old course? How far do they need to plan? Well, the old course is a bit of a, a, a funny uh, funny entity in in terms of the bookings because it is a bit more difficult than other places to book. Um, you know, if you're booking a trip to anywhere else in Scotland or Ireland, you're talking normally about a year in advance. There are some courses that are already opening up their 2018 books now. And some of those courses, the big ones, uh, 
really do book up pretty quickly. So looking at a 2018 trip right now is not too early. However, you know, we do get some people booking, you know, within six months as well, and that's possible. But when you're talking the old course, uh, the, the first step really is to put an application in uh, for an old course tee time in, in August. There's a three-week window starting at the end of August, and uh, you put your name in, and uh, you'll hear by, the, by mid-October if you're, if you're lucky enough to get a time. And if you then get that time, then you kind of work your trip around it because you, you might not get the exact time you want. But if, as long as you get something, you can work a trip around it. So that's the first step for the old course. Um, there are always packages available, but if you don't get a time in that application, then other packages generally will be a little bit more expensive um, because you're paying a premium for that old course guaranteed tee time. Um, and then we have a lot of groups that come over even without a guaranteed time, but there are other ways to get on the course while you're here. Um, that, you know, you get, depending on the time of year, you can have pretty good success. All right. And I'm sure uh, having somebody who knows how to navigate it all is an advantage. If they're listening out there and they say, okay, you know what? I want to get my group to go to Scotland next year or Ireland, or there's other destinations that you go to South Africa, the Caribbean. Uh, what do they do, TJ? How do they get a hold of you? Well, you can uh, call me, um, uh, um, you go to my website, I guess is the best thing. All my contact information is there, but my email address is uh, contact at golfawaytours.com. And, uh, and my phone number is, uh, is on the website, so golfawaytours.com is the website. They can go on there and check out all the destinations that we, uh, that we offer and, uh, and just give me a shout and we can talk through it. I love talking golf travel with people. And so, you know, even if people aren't sure if they want to go or can go or, can afford uh, to go over but uh give me a shout i love just chatting about golf travel and uh, i can hopefully help out and uh, see if people can make their uh, their golf dream trip come true all right we're gonna do that a few more times during the the course of, of the show this season thank you for joining us from scotland uh tj rule golfawaytours.com I can tell you firsthand experience, it is great all the way. They take care of everything, and you will not be disappointed. You'll thank me when you say, hey, thanks for having me call that guy, TJ. Unbelievable job putting together the trip. Thanks for joining us, TJ. Thanks, no, TJ. No one ever goes over there. Great day. Got it. No one ever goes over and comes, oh, that wasn't much fun. No, yeah. Everybody who's ever gone over yeah. just raves about it when they come back. Yeah, the, uh, the website, again, golfawaytours.com. But, I mean, beyond Scotland, Ireland, Wales, Spain, Portugal, Italy, France. Even if you want to stay closer, he does tours within the United States and Canada as well. You mentioned South Africa, New Zealand, so uh, you can check out all the information there. And we'll be talking to TJ throughout the uh, course of our golf season here uh, on WGR. Uh, One thing of note, again, I know Kevin mentioned it before, uh, the Western New York PGA Junior Tour Day is here on May 21st, and that junior tour gets bigger and better every year, Jeff. Yeah, and what a great way to get your kids involved in in a little bit of competition. If your child's uh, ready to make the next step, and just it, the nice thing is there, it's not there's not a lot of pressure. It's not it's it's still a fun league for kids to go out and play. They get to make buddies. They get to have friends. They get to they get to go play different facilities that they probably wouldn't have an opportunity to get uh, go out and play. Um, and it's I believe it's an inexpensive way to get your kid into competitive golf. It's, it's we're very very proud of our tour and, it, and it's run very well. Absolutely, you can check out more information on that at westernnewyork.pga.com or wnypga.com. Also, one more news here before we go: the men's Porter Cup qualifier will be held on Monday, June twenty sixth at Niagara Falls Country Club. You can sign up if you have a USJ handicap of three or less. You can register. PorterCup.com is the website to do that, but they're looking for 
local people. If you want to participate, if your handicap's three or less, you can try to get in the awesome event, the Porter Cup. And that, again, that qualifier at Niagara Falls Country Club is on Monday, June 26th. And uh, we'll be up at Niagara Falls, of course, for both the women's and the men's Porter Cup, one of the great events in Western New York golf, uh, Kevin. It's great. You see players uh, play there, and then they're making hay on the pro tours. Brooke Henderson, women's Porter Cup, uh, you know, first winner uh, of that event. And then you look at all the litany of players that have played in the men's Porter Cup and that have gone on to greatness on the PGA Tour. And we'll see players like Gavin Hall there again this year, taking one last swing at getting that win. He's had a couple chances. Even uh, recent players, uh, uh, Richie Wawenski, mm-hmm. uh, not the hockey player, but the the golfer, went on the, uh, the Web.com tour. Yep, Hall finished second last year to Harrison Endicott, but yeah. uh, we've seen a lot of these younger names go up through the Porter Cup. Yeah, and if you really want to test your game against the best players in the world as an amateur, that's this is a very, very good chance. If you think you're a good player, go out there and compete against these guys, and, and you'll you'll know what it takes to, to get to the highest level at this game. You'll see the scores and the way these guys play. It's uh, it's very, very impressive. Um, it, it's, it's, it's so great to have a great event like this right in our backyard. Absolutely. I want to thank Ed Borick and Roland O'Malley and Melissa Miller for having us up here. As always, they roll out the red carpet for us when we're here at Lockport Town and Country Club. Again, uh, feel free to contact any of those three if you want more information on all the good stuff, we'll be back here later in our golf season for a second show. Next week, we'll be at the Fox Valley Club in Lancaster here on Tita Green. Kevin, Jeff, have a great rest of your weekend. Happy Easter, everybody. That's right. Happy Easter tomorrow. Nate, thank you very much. Back in our studios, Nate Geary, our producer. For PJ Pro, Jeff Metis, Kevin Sylvester, I'm Brian Colsey. We'll talk to you next week. Don't forget, you can always check out our website, T, the number 2, T2GreenRadio.com. I'll also be tweeting out our entire show's audio. If you've just woken up and uh, want to catch it all again, I'll be tweeting it out a little bit later at Brian WGR. Have a great day, everybody. A great weekend. Happy Easter right here live on T to Green from Lockport Town and Country Club. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.